spring, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Belmont Buzz. I'm your host, Joanna Juvelis, Senior Multimedia Journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont, and your local news beat. Today's guests are Amanda Fernandez and Jill Norton. They are co-founders of a very new organization in Belmont called the Belmont Family Engagement Network, also known as BFEN. Welcome, Amanda and Jill. Jill, why don't we start with you? Great. Um, I'm Jill Norton. I have been in Belmont for almost 20 years, and um, I have uh, a uh, two, two children, a sixth grader and a um, kindergartner, um, and have worked in education for my whole career, um, starting out as a public school teacher and working in various nonprofits and um, at the state level in state policy. Um, so that's that's me in a nutshell. Nice to meet you, Jill. I've known you though, but we'll get into that later. Amanda? Hi there, Amanda Fernandez. And uh, I've been a resident of Belmont for going on 11 years. I've got two children that are at the Chenery. And uh, my background is uh, 13 years in education with a focus on equity. And uh, prior to that, my career was focused on human capital and diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. So I've been committed to ensuring that all children in our country get access to a great education. So my, my professional life is that I'm the CEO and founder of an organization called Latinos for Education. So I bring that lens to everything that I do. And uh, it, it's a lens that I bring to the work of BFEM. Now, how do the two of you know each other? We met actually as parents at Wellington, um, but we have, we have a ton of work connections. Really? Um, yeah. So we, um, once we met each other, we realized um, that, that our work networks overlapped quite a bit. Um, and then we, uh, we have boys the same age. Um, really? So, yeah, and and we're both from the Midwest, and we that found really, that's a we lot found of we found that out, and that was kind of like, oh wow, no wonder we're sort of act the same way some on certain things. It's or that maybe, sort of Midwest way of being. So that was a commonality that we uh, continue to chuckle at because we've got similar life experiences. As how did you both end up in Belmont? What what brought you to Belmont? We. It, we didn't know anyone in Belmont, my husband and I, when we um, found a place here. We just liked the location um, and the proximity to um, to work, uh, the jobs that we had at the time, and sort of just um, lucked out, really, and and felt like this just has been, for the last nearly 20 years, a really good fit um, for us, so... How about Lucky. you, Amanda? Yeah, we my, we were living in Providence, Rhode Island. That's both. Uh, it's where both my children were born, and my husband, who works in the um, pharmaceutical industry, was transferred to a job in Kendall Square, and so um, I didn't know anything about where to move to or um, sort of how how things work in Boston or Cambridge, or frankly any of the suburbs, and. Um, I will tell you, we went through several months of very painful house hunting. Um, and this was 10, you know, 11 years ago. And I Same remember, here, actually, <laughs> really, so I remember 
seeing this town Belmont and reading about Belmont and of course reading about the schools. And we came here and uh, we walked into the house that we're living in and that was it. And we said, this is the place and same kind of great proximity to the city uh, because I'm in the city a lot and uh, obviously a a nice place to, to raise children. So that's what brought us here. Okay, well, now the two of you have to tell everybody how this organization, Belmont Family Engagement Network, came to be. How was it born? Which one of you wants to tell? So so I'll go ahead and and give a little bit of the the backstory there. So as we just mentioned, Jill and I had met through other uh, means, uh, both because of our children, the school they went to, et cetera. And as we got to know each other, it was right around the time that the um, that the high school, middle school uh, was about to actually uh, was getting voted on and we were about to sort of break ground on it. And this was prior to the pandemic. And so Jill and I being um, sort of the kind of folks who are sort of have our hands in a lot of um, areas of education. We are always sort of thinking about what's happening in the sector. What are the innovations happening in the sector? Uh, How should we be thinking about education in Belmont? And we would have many of those conversations as education colleagues. And so as we started to learn more about what was happening with the building of the middle and high school, we realized that it could be a very good opportunity for us to um, think about how we might engage families in the process of what teaching and learning might look like. We have this opportunity of this new building. We want to see what the role of families is in helping to shape and craft what teaching and learning can look like. So this was prior to the pandemic. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And yet that didn't stop us. So just a little bit about the purpose of the organization. We really we really are about co-creating a vision for education in the Belmont Public Schools, regardless of where we are in a point in time, um, especially as a result of the pandemic. Our kids are what binds us as a community, and and we felt that this was a great opportunity for families to be engaged in an inclusive manner to make sure that our voices were elevated and part of the dialogue of how teaching and learning would be happening within the Belmont Public Schools. So we really are about district-wide family engagement. It's important to us that families are seen as equal partners, as co-creators in how we do teaching and learning. Okay, and there really isn't an organization like this. You know, prior to this, there was nothing nothing like it. I really think it's pretty impressive that you thought about this and, and launched it just earlier this year in January. Um, Do you want to tell me how you launched it? Sure, I can um, tell you a little bit about the pre-work that we did. So we we actually started talking about this, as Amanda said, before the pandemic and and really about the district reconfiguration work and started having conversations with district leaders and school committee um, about, you know, what role families might play. Um, And then we had, um, you know, we did a lot of, 
uh, questioning of ourselves. We had this sort of thought this could be an interesting um, time to have families be involved. Um, we looked at other um, parent and family-led organizations in Belmont um, to try to figure out, you know, is, is there another organization that's doing the kind of work that we're thinking about? And um, had a lot of conversations. I think we talked to about 80 um, uh, other community members from community groups and um, just individual community leaders about what we were thinking and planning. We asked for their feedback um, and um, and really came away with the, um, the real, you know, the knowledge that this, there, there isn't anyone else doing what we were talking about doing and really providing just a platform for families um, to come and speak for themselves about what they cared about, what they care most about um, their kids learning and um, experiencing and feeling in the Belmont Public Schools. And how has the response been? So, well, go ahead. <laughs> Who goes first? We, I was just going to talk about the, the response to our events. Yes, um, go ahead. But we, um, so ch- jump in here when I'm done, Amanda. We, um, we were, we sort of were setting a goal that we would be happy with. Um, if we got, if we just could reach 100 people registered for our first event. And I think we ended up with um, 200, close to 250 um, You're people kidding me. That's registered, amazing. which is great. I mean, really we, we ended up with, um, with just under 100 coming, but, um, but we were so thrilled at the initial reaction that to get that many folks um, to sign up and register for an organization that was just created. Um, and we've since had a second community conversation where we had um, almost 100 folks uh, attend as well. And um, so there's clearly um, some interest in yes. this from the community. And so what, from other- what have you accomplished with these first two events that you call? I like how you call them community conversations. Yeah, that's exactly how we, uh, uh, it was so important to us that the beginning of our work was about uh, opening up an opportunity that was inclusive for families to be able to be front and center, have their voices heard. And what what our first steps as BFEN have been, just to kind of uh, go back a bit. So we've structured these three community conversations one in, uh, ended up being in February, one in March, and then one in May. And each step of, of the conversations it has a different uh, voice that we want to hear. So first, we wanted to understand from our families what, they, what was their own vision for their children um, in the Belmont Public Schools? Mm-hmm. What, what did they want their children to feel like, be like coming out of the Belmont Public Schools? And that was just really high level. Let's just, let's just take a pause because there's so much going on around us right now to talk about our own dreams for our families and our children. And that's really what that was about. But out of that, we got some really important feedback from our families that ended up being very important themes around what were the outcomes they wanted to see for their children coming out of the Belmont Public Schools? So when they leave here, what do we? What should they know? What should their? What, what characteristics do they want to see in their children, etc.? That the Belmont Public Schools can help support. The second event that we had, or community conversation that we had, was about marrying 
the themes from the first meeting with work that a handful of Belmont public school teachers had been working on prior to the pandemic that was very similar around what what is a Belmont public school student? What do we want them to learn? What competencies do we want them to have? And so what was super interesting was that that the teachers presented the work that they've done so far with our families and then we were able to go into breakout groups with both the with both educators and families to talk about um, and integrate what the teachers see as who are Belmont students and what families see. We found a lot of overlap and similarities, but we also found some differences. Our third convening, which will be held in May, will be focused on hearing from students. So that is the other voice that needs to be included in this because they're the ones directly receiving education. So what this does is it lays the foundation of the themes that cut across as to what students want, families want, educators want. And that's really going to be the springboard for us to uh, next year be working on this vision and this collective vision where families are a part of co-creating that vision of what we want for our students. Okay. Now, were were these community conversations recorded if anybody wants to watch a replay? Um, It's a good question. They weren't. And the reason is that most of our work in community conversations is done in small groups with families talking to each other. So, um, so we, we do prefer um, prefer not to record. I understand. Well, it's, it would be hard because at our first, uh, our first event, we had 28 breakout groups um, with families talking um, in small groups. You're doing all this via Zoom? We're doing all this via Zoom. It's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. So I'll be in person. Yeah. We look forward to that day, but with Zoom, we've been able to, again, as with, Sort of almost like you can do more with Zoom. That's right, because people can come on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock. It's a lot easier. You don't have to leave your home. That's right. Um, Oh, so Janet, just one more thing on the recording. So, because of that, we haven't recorded them, but um, we have note takers at at all the small group sessions. So we posted for anybody who couldn't get there, had a scheduling conflict, or you know, um, or had to deal with children's bedtimes. And just right. couldn't get there during the time that we um, we held the event. We're posting the notes from the small group conversations. Oh, that's great! And then um, and then we're summarizing the notes um, and sharing more broadly, and also sharing with school committee and district leaders what we're hearing from families. Well, that now that leads to my next question about your role and how you are working with the school committee, with the school administration, and other organizations in town. So we um, we started this in conversation with um, with district leadership and um, and school committee um, one school committee member in particular um, just the idea of it and um, and and uh, you know sort of helping to brainstorm what might this look like and could this be helpful um, and since we've launched Amy Checkaway has been designated as our BFN liaison so we have um, we have a link built in. To um, to our structure and to our governance that um, that you know is a an open line of communication um, with the school committee so that they know what we're up to and can weigh in and provide feedback um, to us along the way. Um, we really see our role as helping supporting 
what school committee is doing, they couldn't possibly hold, you know, hold three hour public comment sessions or hour and a half long Zoom sessions to let um, families say what they're interested in or facilitate this work. They're already working quite hard um, on the things that they're responsible for. So we felt like we could help support um, their work by bringing by organizing um, and creating this platform for families to come together and speak for themselves. Um, and, and by sort of, we're just, we're the facilitators of those voices and uh, conversations. And hopefully that will over time be really helpful to school committee as they're making their decisions to have a place they can go where they can see what many families are thinking about um, and prioritizing and, and hoping to see. Are you are you a 5013C organization or are you a formal town committee or board? We are all volunteer and we have no uh, we're not no one's getting paid. Uh, we have no formal structure over time, perhaps. We're, right now, we just we've only been in existence for three months uh, going on four. And so we um, we wanted to make sure that that this is a um, that BFEN is an idea that um, resonates and that um, and that has uh, contributions to make. And then over time, um, if that proves to be true, I think we would love to be become a more permanent structure. Okay, so the two of you are the co-founders, but you also have some other uh, people. I don't know. Do you call them board members or what do you what do you call them? And can you tell me about who those people are and how they were selected? Sure, Amanda. Do you want to take that one? Sure. So um, we had a founding group and well, first it was Jill and I, and then we were having conversations with other community members and thinking about um, who would want to or who could uh, contribute to uh, what has been quite a bit of work, which is weekly meetings and then all of the work in between to prepare for these community conversations. And um, again, the initial outreach, uh, what we were able to um, identify some folks who were interested and also had education background. So Martha Loftus, uh, a Wellington and now Chenery mom um, who works in higher education is part of our group. Um, Emily Rodriguez is uh, an educator and education leader by background and uh, that's been sort of the core of the group. And then uh, we, we're adding more as we speak. We have a couple of new members who will be joining us soon. Um, it's a work in progress because we know that uh, the kind of uh, structure we want needs to A, have more people in it, B, be diverse and inclusive of many family perspectives in terms of the sort of committee of folks who are doing the organizing and planning of BFEN and the work that we do. So it's it's ongoing. We're still very early days in sort of building up that structure. We envision that as BFEN grows and more families become involved, that we'll probably set up different committee structures and um, other ways for families and individuals to contribute. Um, we know not everybody uh, would be able to meet on a weekly basis and um, sort of have that sort of intensity of work that we've had in the last several months. At the same yeah. time, we want to find avenues for people to get involved. Will you have student representatives? 
We're actually, I we think have, we should. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about it since we, since we yeah. created BFEN. Um, and we think that this next community conversation on May 5th, where students will be the leading voice, um, will be an opportunity for us to connect with some students and figure out what the right role for them might be. Um, but over time, uh, we have talked about having a structure that would be like an advisory board and students would would absolutely be one of the voices on that advisory board. Okay, well, why don't we talk about the override, which recently did not pass and how that may affect your organization, you know, your vision, your goals. You might have a plan yeah. if it passed, now you may have a plan now that it didn't pass or maybe it doesn't affect you at all. Well, I think it maybe it. I don't think it's affected the work that we want to do, but it might affect the way that we think about it. Um, so we, one of our priorities is um, is to ensure adequate funding in the Belmont Public Schools. So, um, so that's we identified that early on before we even knew there was going to be an um, an override vote this year, um, and um, our hope is that that the visioning work that Amanda was describing that we're doing that, that, um, that helps families be included in the development of um, a vision for what teaching and learning looks like for Belmont public schools is going to help um, folks feel more invested in the Belmont public schools and will ultimately um, lead to, to us examining how we fund and support education in Belmont. Um, and so we, we think our work is tied. We think that the visioning work that we're doing is, um, is tightly tied to how, how much people are willing to invest in public schools and, and how they see their, the need for more investment in public schools. Amanda, what, what would you add? I, I think that's right. Um, I, again, the timing, you know, our timing, ultimately, it would have been, um, I think, interesting for us to have had the time to sort of create the vision and in, in, in collaboration with educators and the district um, yeah. to understand sort of what is it going to take to realize our vision, both, uh, you know, with, with resources and capacity. Um, we didn't have that luxury. So as Jill said, though, it doesn't really matter because the work has to get done uh, in terms of Belmont um, and families truly having a voice and a seat at the table in terms of the type of educational experience we want for our children. Right. You know, the world is changing. Everything is changing. Education is changing dramatically. And so uh, we want to make sure that families are part of the evolution of education in Belmont. And mm -hmm. certainly there's going to be um, there's going to be financial um, implications on that. But we think that, as Jill said, by having investment of families, but also some real tangible elements of what we sort of what makes up a great education in Belmont based on the vision right. that families have put forth, that it's you're going to be able to connect dollars to um, very tangible ways in which education needs to look like in, in BPS. Well, Speaking of, of funding, Foundation for Belmont Education does do a lot of fundraising. How will you be working with that uh, organization, as well as the PTOs for all the schools? Yeah, we um, we talked with uh, 
with the, both of those, well, all of those organizations before we founded BFEN. Um, and we're excited to work with um, the FBE um, on, um, you know, we when we met with them to tell them about our ideas, they said, okay, we kind of see that you all are going to help think about what teaching and learning will look like in the Belmont Public Schools. We're thinking about how do we support innovation and fund and fund that in the Belmont oh, Public great. Schools. And so it's a That's real, um, it's a good collaboration and we're not um, redundant. We're, you know, we're not tripping over, over each other or doing, trying to do the same things. We see it as a real partnership. Um, and so it'll be good once we get, uh, once we get going um, to identify more ways um, that we can work with the FBE. And then for the PTAs, I mean, we're at, we're at the district level. So I think the PTAs at their individual schools are ways for parents to be involved and to support um, largely enrichment work um, and volunteer opportunities in each individual school. But our work is focused on a district level, more of a policy voice district wide and making sure that families, while they, while they might have a seat at their PTA table and be able to talk about changes happening at their schools, that BFEN would be a way for parents to weigh in and have a voice about what's happening at the district level. Okay. Now COVID. Let's let's just talk about COVID because your organization was 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 born during the pandemic. So did the pandemic have anything to do with your motivation for this organization? So I, again, I think initially COVID wasn't part of the equation when we were thinking about what the BFEN group would do. I think though uh, COVID. Uh, as with every district in America, has shown a light on the education system and ways in which the system can evolve. So I think that certainly the pandemic and the impact on our schools accelerated our own um, sort of desire to get moving on the work because we knew that eventually COVID's going to go away. I hope right? so. Right. I know. Right. Knock on wood um, that, you know, in the being the the optimist that, you know, we're going to be going back into buildings and uh, we want this to be an opportunity for us to to, again, co-create and to craft a different narrative for Belmont Public Schools of the future. And so certainly um, the pandemic accelerated our work and uh, us wanting to. Uh, make sure that we were a part of the thinking that's going to go into the future of Belmont schools. The only other thing I would add to yeah. um, everything Amanda said, which is spot on, is just that we, when when the pandemic initially happened, we thought, well, we'll step back. Um, so we're really interested in focus, focusing on this visioning and you know, the the opportunities of redistricting. And then um, things became divisive, and because we're not, we don't have the normal spaces to all come together and be together, we realized that this was exactly the time that we needed to launch, even in the midst of a pandemic, because we needed to provide a space for families to come together and talk to each other, which is, which is another reason why our events um, are so heavily focused on small groups of families right. getting to know each other and talk with each other and share what they're thinking and feeling, and an opportunity for folks who don't agree to hear from each other um, and, and to find, you know, to listen to each other, see things from other people's perspectives and hopefully to find some common ground. Um, and that's, 
that's kind of what we've seen happen in the last two com community conversations. So, um, so COVID kind of pushed us, even though we didn't focus on that as a particular topic in our work, um, it, it did um, provide an opportunity um, and, and, some, and the impetus for us just found, what found us, found beef and when we did. Right. Well, speaking of, yeah, the impetus, um, Belmont Public Schools are going to be changing dramatically, right? Where it's going to have, once that middle and high school opens, but really once the seventh and eighth graders move into that building, which will be, I guess, a year from the fall, right? Fall of 2022, I believe, is when they're expected to move in. That's when the grade configurations in all of Belmont schools will change. We'll have K three and four through six and seven through 12. And so can you tell me more about how your organization, <laughs> you know, will help with those transitions and, and you know, just configure new configurations? You know, so our, so it, we, we have a little bit of time, but not a lot of time. And, and it is an evolution too. So, so the, the work of education improvements and, and visioning and adapting, and it never ends. But with that said, uh, the work that we're doing now with this vision work, we're focusing on high school students. I mean, so the work around what do we want a Belmont high school graduate to to experience and sort of look like and be like as they leave the district. But once yeah. we have that, we actually have to work all the way back, all the way back to pre-K where we think about, so what does it mean for all the grades behind that? So the work really is starting from this place of uh, this profile of a graduate, if you will, and then working back to establish what are the competencies that kids need to be building along the way from the beginning of their educational experience in Belmont Public Schools. And I right. think there's a lot of alignment with the district on that. I think they're very well aware of that. And I think, and they've been working on it. Um, but I think our role then is to make sure that we have parent voice and engagement all, all along in sort of crafting what that looks like. And I think that that will um, sort of ease some of the transitions that need to be made because most of those transitions are really physical, physical buildings that kids are going to be going to that are different. So there's that piece of it, but there's also this, you know, bigger picture work of, of the skills and competencies that we want to build in students from pre-K to, to 12. Okay. Yeah, we heard some really great things in our last community conversation from families about thinking about the visioning work and asking questions. Right now, we've been working on think, thinking through what um, students might look like, like what might kind of our vision of a, of a um, Belmont High School student in, uh, be characterized by. And um, families at our last uh, community conversation said, well, shouldn't we also be thinking about um, if we're looking at what learning is look like, should look is going to look like, should we also focus on what teaching is going to look like in the Belmont Public Schools and create a profile of what teaching looks like in Belmont? Um, so that is another piece of work that we're excited um, to begin. But you'll be working with teachers on that. Yeah. Yep. The the educators brought their draft thinking. Um, yes, that's on great. a vision to our last 
to our March event. It was great. And I think we learned from each other, which is exactly the spirit that we want to come to the BFN events with. And I think we we've, we all view it as just the beginning of a conversation that we're excited to continue. Um, and I think it will be um, even more um, impactful to have the students at the table with us. Yeah, I agree. Now, as far as you know, this an organization like this doesn't exist in other towns, neighboring communities. Do they have anything like this? That's not necessarily true. Um, Amanda and I have been been uh, trying to convey that we didn't make this idea up of a, a family engagement organization. In fact, there's a statewide network of um, family engagement um, organizations and, and nationally as well. Um, there's a whole body of research that supports that family engagement, if done well, is um, can have a really big impact on student outcomes. Um, oh, and so we, we've posted some of that on our website. So, so yes, other other districts have organizations. Some of them are housed within the district. So they might have a, a staff person who oh, um, is focused on family engagement as the director of family engagement. That is a paid position by the wow. district <laughs> in Belmont. As we know, that's unlikely. Don't think we have the funding for that. That is unlikely. <laughs> but so we're so we're starting as as a volunteer organization, but hoping to get the same kind of work done. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up um, soon. So I think if you could just tell people if they want to get involved, how do they get involved? Yeah, so we we have a website that you can register at, which is uh, www.belmontfen, as in familyengagementnetwork.org. And that is the best way to sign up to be a part of our network where you'll receive invitations to our events, our convenings, and uh, also just on our website, as Jill said earlier, we post all of the um, information from each of the convenings so folks can stay involved in that way. And uh, we just encourage as many families as possible to, to participate in this. It is uh, both a cathartic for families to have a place, especially during this time where it's so hard to get together with folks and we're discouraged from doing that, that we can provide this space. So that's just one silver lining to doing this work now. But longer term, um, it really is about the key role that families play in their child's education. We know that uh, we are the most important influence on our child's education as, as parents and as caregivers. So we encourage our families to get involved and engaged in crafting and co-creating this vision for Belmont Public Schools because all of our kids depend on it. What about social media? Are you on social media? Uh, we're on Facebook. Yes, we are. Belmont Fen uh, on Facebook. So we are there, uh, not yet on Twitter. And I don't think we're Instagram yet. So that's probably a great role for a student member to uh, join our group and to help us out with all of that um, social <laughs> media, social media work that- uh, How are you getting, yeah, I was gonna say, how <laughs> are you getting the word out? What is your main uh, main way of getting the word out? I mean, a lot of it, we, we'd been fortunate to get some help from the district in getting out some of our communication right. for our convenings. Um, so we hope to continue with that. And then, of course, um, we keep trying to recruit folks through our 
uh, Facebook and encouraging folks through the Belmont Family Network right. page to to come join ours as well. We also have these amazing posters that we that we put up that Amanda oh, really? spearheaded all over town with a QR code. Um, I have to check that out. I, have, I have not seen them, but I haven't really been out much. But I'm well, <laughs> well, they're they're specifically for registering for our events. So as May fifth gets closer, be on the lookout. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. I want to thank uh, Jill and Amanda for coming on the show. I I forgot to mention how I do know Jill. By the way, Jill was on the school committee. She served as, as a school committee member. And she also was on the board for the Belmont Special Education Parent Advisory Council. That is a mouthful. We call it CPAC. But I believe um, you're still involved with that in some I, I'm not as involved. Nope. Um, I do. Um, I am a special ed mom and I, um, and I do try to attend the events as a participant now. But, um, but I am, and we are looking forward to working closely with CPAC and LPAC and some of the other um, parent advisory groups. Oh, great. Um, moving forward. So we're hopeful about partnerships there. Yes. So, so I wanna thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you, Jill and Amanda. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I'm your host, Joanna Juvelis, Senior Multimedia Journalist for Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont Citizen Herald, and host of my favorite show in Belmont, Belmont Buzz. I'll buzz off for now.